Hello, is it me you're looking for? I don't know why I have this song stuck in my head right now. I have, I don't even know his name. Nicole Richie, what's her dad's name? Lionel Richie. Got a Lionel Richie stuck song stuck in my head for no reason at all. Hello, is it me you're looking for? This episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Had some technical difficulties, but please forgive Matt O'Dell. He forgives you. This <laughs> rip is brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App's helping you stack sats, send sats, receive sats, sell sats, if you so please. I think there's going to be interesting things to do with sats too soon. I'll just say that. Cash App makes it very easy to stack sats. You can DCA into sats. You can send it and forget it. You can get your paychecks direct deposited into the app. They're offering account numbers and routing numbers. Cash App can become your bank. They've got their boost program. They've got their boost card. Except where any where Visa is accepted. It's just a really, really good app. And if you haven't downloaded it yet, you should. Use the code stacking sats. It's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10. $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. This group is also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody setup. And the way they do this best is with their collaborative custody vault product, which is a two or three multi-sig. You hold two keys. Unchained holds one key. You have the ability to move your sats out of the vault whenever you wish by yourself. No need for Unchained to be there. You have full control. However, if you're in a pinch, you only have one key and you need Unchained to be there. And the two of three signature, they are there. And they can sign that their signature and it'll move your Bitcoin. Uh, they have a white glove concierge service. It's going to take you from zero to having a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in a vault. Uh, they're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig, comfortable with their vault specifically. They're going to send you hardware wallets. going to get you comfortable with creating private public key pairs, backing those up. You're going to set up your vaults. They're going to get you backing up your derivation pass. And then boom, bam, you're going to dump a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats into the vault. Again, this is a white glove concierge service to eliminate single points of failure. An example of a single point of failure is leaving your coins on an exchange. You shouldn't do that. The exchange owns those Bitcoin. You don't. You own claims on Bitcoin. Uh, so let Unchained help you take control of your Bitcoin and, and realize the sovereignty enabled by the network. This white glove concierge service is going to be $50 off. You tell them the TFTC sent you. If you don't want the whole package right away, you just want to learn more. They're doing one-on-one consultations as well. Go check out everything Unchained has to offer at unchained.com. It goes beyond this vault product. They're offering an IRA. They've got an incredible blog series, and they just offered a private banking-like uh, service as well for customers who want a high touch with the Unchained team. This rip is also brought to you by good friends at Compass Mining. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm mining it. I don't know if like McDonald's can come after me for that, but hey, Compass, if you're listening, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm mining it. Compass makes it very easy to mine. You can mine from home using Compass Mining. You go to compassmining.io, you buy an ASIC, you can have it sent to your house. Uh, and guess what? They have an at-home mining team that is there to help you with it. You buy the ASIC, you have it sent to you, and the at-home mining team is there to support you to help you figure out what the electrical infrastructure that you need to, at your house or wherever you're plugging it in set up so that the ASIC is compatible and you don't blow anything up. They're going to teach you how to connect to the miner and point your hash rate at a mining pool and set up your wallets to get sat streamed to wallets that you control from the mining pool. Uh, if you don't want to do all that at-home stuff, 
you can uh, you can use one of Compass Mining's partner <coughs> hosting facilities with competitive electricity rates. Actually, had a big announcement this week that they're partnering with a company up in Ontario and Canada and uh, expanding uh, what they have there by 140 megawatts uh in in the near term so that's pretty big and uh so they're gonna have more rack space at competitive electricity costs go to compassmining.io check out everything they have going on and get into mining we need more people mining more individuals owning asics more individual ownership of hash rate to further distribute the mining layer of bitcoin and speaking of that our good friends at brains brains b-r-a-i-i ns.com that's two eyes uh they're helping distribute the mining layer as well they don't already with their pool they're working on stratum v2 uh they're going to try and help individual miners stack more sats as well and they do that with their brains os plus firmware their auto-tuning firmware which dives into the hashing chips and figures out which hashing chips are more high frequency which ones are lower frequency and it focuses on the high frequency hashing chips so you're going to produce more hash and thus more sats per asic if you have an ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus and you're not using it, you're leaving sats on the table. Don't do that. Don't leave your sats on the table. You don't want your pants down and sats on the table. It's going to be... You're going to look bad. That's all I'll say. You're going to look bad. Beyond that, Brains, o, uh, Brains is looking to hire. They're looking for Rust developers. They're looking for system admins. They're looking for people who have worked on hardware. They're an incredible team. I would work for them if I wasn't so dumb. Um, what else do we got here? What am I saying? What am I saying? Go to brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Check out everything they got going on. If you want to download the Brains OS Plus firmware and you're not sure if the minor uh, model that you're running is compatible, they have that listed on their site. They also have mining profitability tools. Uh, again, they're working on Stratum B2. They're the team behind Slush Pool. We had a big update to Slush Pool this summer that uh, allows you to create payment thresholds and you can have sub accounts that if you have a mining operation split between three people you can get payouts split at the pool level so you don't have to do like manual transactions after it's pretty cool go check all this out at brains.com b-r-a-i-i-n-s.com check out their twitter at brains underscore systems and enjoy this rip freaks i love all y'all you're all cute cutie patooties You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. The X button. Please don't hit the X button when we're recording, Matt. It's not my fault that this fucking app has horrible UX. Hey, it may have horrible UX. You might need to turn up your mic just a little bit to match my I'm mic. I'm pretty loud now, I think. I don't know. I don't know. This is uh, this is recorded alpha right here. Recorded alpha. Here's some recorded alpha. It rains a lot in Austin every once in a while. It rained all day yesterday. Now it's cold. It rains a lot in Austin every once in a while is a statement for the century. <laughs> I mean, it did. It it rained quite a bit yesterday, uh, all day, torrential downpours. 
and I'm still in my outdoor office where I'm recording ads right here. I'm, I'm sending emails. I'm writing newsletters in the rain, in the lightning, in the thunder. Well, my you're wife, not in the rain. You have I, cover. I have cover, but very loose cover. Uh, more exposed to the elements than I w would be if I were inside. Um, but yeah, now it's the day after the, the a lot of rain day. And we're here. It's chilly. I want to shout out uh, Kyle and Carr from the Austin Bitcoin Club for accommodating me at, uh, at the um, Capital Factory, their, their co-working space. Uh, the Pleb Labs. You know, we, we I recorded a podcast earlier today. Another shout out to uh, Justin Redrick, um, who wrote from Bars to Bitcoin. Um, yeah, the Austin Bitcoin community showing up. I I, I didn't want to subject Justin to the the weather, the the environment, the cold weather. Um, even though I'm doing it to myself now, I thought I didn't think that would be fair to a guest. And so the uh, the Austin Bitcoin Club fucking stepped up record a podcast in their studio. It was nice and warm in there. I can say that. Okay, he's texting. We're just I'm sorry, bro. Um no that's that's great. I was I was upset that I missed I missed uh being able to take a tour of Pleb Lab um when I was in Austin. Yeah. Um, you get the beverage on you. I feel like you need a beverage today. I'm drinking a lot of a lot of, lot of good peeps working out of Pleb Lab. I got one. Okay, good. Yeah I saw Anthony Rohn in there as well on my way out. Yeah, Anthony's works out of there. Paul works out of there. Ben works out of there. You don't know which Ben I'm talking about. I don't know which Ben. Which Ben? Carmen works out of there, I believe. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's fucking too many bears, dude. He's gonna get. <laughs> he's gonna get some weird disease. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, you look tired. You look tired. I'm exhausted. I I think I have like a cold. I don't have COVID, but I have some kind <laughs> of sickness. That's what everybody who has COVID says. <laughs> you look good. You can say that. I look good. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. But yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a pretty crazy week of Bitcoin, man. Yeah. You've got politicians accepting Bitcoin as payment. Aaron Rodgers accepting. How cool was the Aaron Rodgers video? I mean, sure. I know it was like a sponsored, semi-sponsored by Cash App. Another team Cash App, baby. Aaron Rodgers on the team as well. Max Verstappen. Aaron Rodgers, Meg the Stallion. Marty but Mark. so Aaron Rodgers is gonna his mic keeps cutting out. What is Aaron Rodgers is gonna take like half of his salary in Bitcoin? I think yeah, he said was, half, I think right? That got announced this week when he's also getting suspended. <laughs> um did you hear that drama? No, what is it? I mean he got COVID too, right? He got a COVID suspension. Yeah, but he lied about the getting the vaccine. They asked him if he got the oh, vaccine. Oh shit! He got it. And he never got it. What a boss! Number one. Well, his body, his choice. I wish him the best on that. I did not realize that, but um, so maybe the video not... was. What is going on with this? Do I don't know, dude. Button? It's this is what happens when you try and run a podcast through Linux. I got a fucking. I'll troubleshoot this another time, but um, his video was the. You got to restart and come back in. I can add. No, his video was like the best celebrity uh, announcement that I've ever seen. I think for Bitcoin, Dressing just like sitting there with a glass of whiskey, just like talking about how Bitcoin's good and you're going to get some free Bitcoin. Yeah, I know I have uh, many college friends in our group chat. They were blown up. They got sats from Aaron Rodgers. Matt, 
Matt, Matt, Matt, Matt, Matt, just restart. You're going to have to restart your computer. Uncle Marty's going to have to ad lib. You just froze there. I, I mean, to me, you froze. Was it, was it me who froze or you? I'll hop in the comments and see who froze for the freak there. Oh, yeah, I got to jump in the comments. That's what I'm missing. That's why I'm so tired. I don't have my live chat up. Uh, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, Mayor Suarez. Uh, I mean, we're diving into the list. We have this on the list. Uh, announced that he's going to take his next paycheck in sats. M- new mayor of New York. De Blasio is gone. See ya! He's not gone yet, but... He's going to take his first three paychecks in Bitcoin, I believe he said. Yeah, because Suarez, the Miami mayor, said he's going to take a full paycheck in Bitcoin. And and I guess uh, Adams decided that he wanted to top him with three paychecks. I love that. But I I'm being told that I froze. So apologies, freaks. I don't even... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, it's okay. Ooh, nah, I just fixed your audio on my side. You're coming in loud and clear. I don't think you'd fixed anything on your side. I fi- no, no, no. Your computer's broke. I can't fix it. I'm thousands of miles away. I can't. I can't manipulate it, uh, and I don't have the, the coding prowess to do it remotely. Um, new mayor of New York, Mayor Adams. Congrats on the win. Pumped at your stack and sats, but you're taking pictures with Brock Pierce. It's just not. Not good PR. Okay, we got it. We got it. People got to stop giving like Brock Pierce cover in this space. And how does he like? He was he, down like at- took a picture with Adams, right? Yeah, that's what I just said. Like, that's the problem. Like, all the shit corners just like flood in and just ruin anything that's good. Yeah, like Brock Pierce, look into his background. Go look at an open secret, the movie. That's all I'll say. Um, some shady shit but, going on. But I'm not sold that Adams was ever the center of Bitcoins. And then he was like VR, AR. Like he just says buzzwords. Like I, he doesn't really, he wants to launch a shit coin. He doesn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type that's like just gonna, you say like the word Bitcoin and I'm just gonna fucking like simp for you as a politician. Like that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be pretty base like Cynthia Lummis for us to simp for you. Like and he's pro vaccine mandate. Yeah. Senator Lummis is the exclusion. <laughs> She's the exception. She is. She really is. My queen. Um, the, uh, yeah, he's pro-vaccine mandate. That sucks. And as uh, firefighters are closing down stations in mass, as trash collectors are uh, not able to go to work, uh, as paramedics are not able to, to go save people in need of, uh, of health emergency services, Police who are not able to tend to the streets and all the crime that's going on because of the vaccine mandates. It's uh, it's pretty fucked. Pretty fucked. It's like they're yeah. I mean, well, should be interesting to watch it play out, but it fucking sucks for people who are losing their job over this shit. Yeah, it's terrible. And we'll get back to the vaccine mandates, uh, right? Should we get to Clark's dashboard? Right now, the price of Bitcoin is 61,150 cuck bucks. You're going to get 1,635 sats per one cuck buck. Market capitalization is 1.15 trillion cuck bucks. Uh, 34.1 ounces, excuse me, just went up. 34.2 ounces of gold. Uh, we'll get you one Bitcoin. That's a lot of, that's a lot of gold that you're going to have to stack. Um, to get one Bitcoin. We're currently at block height 708,217 
We are uh, between difficulty adjustments. We had one between last week's episode and this week's episode, and it was a pretty significant upward adjustment of 7.9%. Blocks were coming in at 9 minutes and 18 seconds on average, so uh, the Bitcoin network self-calibrated to make it a little harder to mine Bitcoin, to to push it closer to that 10-minute block production target. However, there's more hash rate coming on the network where... Uh, some people nitpick that, but it seems that uh, blocks are still coming in quicker than 10 minutes. On average, we're 1,415 blocks away from the last, or excuse me, the next difficulty adjustment. So we're 601 blocks away from the last difficulty adjustment. So I see that's enough. That's enough data for a somewhat accurate estimate for the next adjustment, which is estimated to be 4.3% up. Uh, it's because blocks coming at nine minutes and 36 seconds on average. And that is estimated to be on November 13th, 2021. So that is nine days from today. So a weekend uh, difficulty adjustment if everything holds equal between now and then. Transactions in Clark's mempool are around 8,300, 8,309 as of right now. Uh, ba, 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 ba. One sat per byte fees are still getting in. If you're willing to wait a little bit, we are currently at, ooh, 4,444.1 Bitcoin in Whirlpool unspent capacity. That's 271.7 million cup bucks worth of unspent capacity. Um, Matt's muted. You, you fixing things over there? I was typing to the rider dies in the chat. And what are I, they saying? What are they saying? My keyboard, my keyboard's really loud. So if I if I type without being muted, it's it's quite loud to the microphone. It's like you're on a typewriter. Yeah, I like the mechanical keyboards. I'm a fucking I'm a fucking sucker for the mechanical keyboards. Yeah, you're lucky you work from home. You know, it's good to know you're you're not using that like in a cubicle. Like, yeah, it'd be it'd be a really dick move to be using that in a cubicle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are the freaks saying in the chat? Are you, you don't have the chat open? They all sold me out, and I'm the one who froze. Yeah, well, it's not selling out. It's just being truthful. You know. I know, but they all like raced to let us know. You know? <laughs> See, all we needed was one of them to let us know. This is why we're bringing on a producer, Freaks. We're searching for a producer. We had a very good tryout today, meeting somebody else tomorrow. We're, we're, we're close to getting a producer. I guess I guess we'll just say that. And uh, Marty's been making that promise for... For... A little over two years now, so... Well, we like a fixer audio and that we're going to have a producer. This is, well, this is the first time I've actually gone and like met with somebody. Yeah. To, this one seems real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interviewing people for that. Two weeks. Two weeks. All right. Now I'm popping out the chat since you made me do it. Back to I back. I didn't make you do it. I just, you told me to open the chat. So, uh, Char- Charlie Spears, am I coming to OKC meetup next Tuesday? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, I wanted to go to that. That looks good. Yeah, I will. I'm just taking. I'm taking the month of November off, freaks. I I think I am as well. I'm not making a tab conf either. That looks awesome. That speaker lineup is fucking stacked. I know, Michael Tidwell. If you're listening, I'm sorry. It's just been a chaotic. Tidwell's a real one. He really is. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, back to vaccine mandates. I keep going back. The uh, Biden administration coming out threatening to. to direct OSHA to force companies, small companies below 100 employees, 
to, to enforce vaccine mandates. Uh, this particular mandate that he, I believe January 4th is the new deadline for, for larger companies does not have a carve out for truckers. This is what I wanted to get to. Um, and it's just completely asinine. There's a few things to touch on in this, uh, truckers aren't going to get it. Not all the truckers, but it's obvious that a lot of them aren't going to get it. So you're just going to exacerbate the supply chain problems that we're experiencing right now because people are going to be forced not to be allowed to go back to work. Um, and then the small companies as well. It's like you're forcing small distributed teams too. Like even if you don't have an office, it's, it's all fun. Well, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they'll be able to enforce that. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Um, was, is any of this enforceable? And do these mandates actually have any connection with the law? I've been hearing things that they don't. Like they're just posturing. I think it's mostly posturing, but I mean, I, I think we should probably talk about bitcoin and you know if we want to talk about this put it towards the end but okay i think there i think can. the you key started, takeaway you started with you brought it up with mayor adams you brought it up with mayor adams and i just added yeah to well i it's just funny that you know bitcoiners like i don't know there's like very little consistency on bitcoin twitter like if you can send out an engagement tweet that's like the new york city mayor loves bitcoin you know then no. you just disregard all the rest of the fucking i logic. got I got one for you. The Bitcoin Magazine tweet about Joe Rogan today. I watched a clip and like it seems like he might have been joking about it. I didn't watch the full thing, but I agree. You know, I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend. There's definitely a lot of engagement tweets that come out of the Bitcoin Magazine handle, um, but it's definitely not limited to just them. I like to think they do source better than some of the other. I do accounts. as well. I do as well. I do. As well. Um, Supposedly it wasn't a joke. I'm being told it wasn't a joke and that the longer clip makes it more obvious that it wasn't a joke. All right, good. But I the short looking. clip, the short clip completely sounded like a fucking joke. Yeah. Um, but my point was, it's just like, I've said for a while now, like this is one of the scariest parts about the vaccine mandates is like, you're literally just like clearing house of, of all of these organizations, especially the government organizations where you're just you're clearing house of, of anyone who it's him freaks is it him or me who refuses to comply so like the only people left i heard it briefly now it's gone right there you go um the only people left are the goody two-shoers who will yeah and that that gets really dangerous in like five ten years but if we're talking about like bitcoin regulation like i don't know did you see what patrick dugan posted yeah i retweeted it like i don't know what is it I mean, then somebody else posted a thread from September of somebody warning about this too, this particular, this particular um, uh, carve out in the, uh, I guess the spending bills. In like a while in the running, but like. Matt. My point is what? Your, your setup is all wonky right now. My connection's unstable. I don't know why my internet's all fucked, but uh my my point was that if you think that we won't have bad Bitcoin regulation because it's just like untenable and against like American values, and then you just watched everything that happened over the last two years in terms of, you know, closing down businesses and forcing vaccines on people uh, to, to work, to have their livelihood, um, 
like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I feel like it'll be way more tenable to do Bitcoin restrictions than it will be to um, do everything that they've already done. So Agreed. I'm going to try switching mics. All right. You try switching mics. So just while, keep talking. Well, you try switching mics. I completely agree. I don't think any efforts that we make, Coin Center, maybe even some of these Bitcoin packs that are popping up make uh, to try to perturb the kleptocratic kleptocratic government that we're subjected to um, from writing and signing into law, the onerous Bitcoin regulations. I mean, if this one that Patrick Dugan brought up earlier today gets passed, it's going to make it essentially impossible to send peer. Well, that's the point I'm trying to make too. They're going to try and make it illegal to send peer-to-peer transactions without uh, collecting all the personal information of your counterpart and sending it to the government with a 1099 form. Uh, they're going to try to do it. They're definitely I, I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, this, this is going to get signed into law tomorrow night or tomorrow at some point. Um, and this is uh, similar to the vaccine mandates and all that stuff. Like, what's going to stop it? It's not going to be the people in Washington or the people who are writing the laws or the lobbyists behind them. It's going to be the citizens, us, uh, exuding, not exuding, exhibiting civil disobedience it's time to stand up and say all right this is fucking bullshit bitcoin exists it's a good thing in this world i want to use it the ability of um individuals to collect kyc data and the government expecting individuals to collect kyc data on the counterparts of bitcoin transactions absolutely ludicrous like it's you can say it's cruel and unusual punishment and uh just a a, a crass invasion of privacy beyond which has ever been attempted by any government it's it's truly sickening Uh, we just need to stand up and disobey like i'm sorry like i know a lot of people get triggered when i say that but fuck these people (laughs) like they're trying to stop us from sending peer-to-peer transactions uh and they want us to collect more data imagine how if, if that law that that particular section of the law that's about to be passed gets through you imagine how more insecure we couldn't even we couldn't even imagine the kyc aml data being more insecure until like this law gets passed you're expecting fucking joe schmo to write down a social security number and at home address it's like what the fuck like how do i sound now am i really low uh you're a little low but i can turn you up wait let me see testing testing and on the bright side no matter how bad that shit is i guess it goes into place in 2023 2024 yeah so we'll have a year to prepare we'll have a year to build out more privacy enabling technologies uh Mesh networks stack as much as possible while avoiding KYC before shit gets really difficult. Well, what do you think about civil disobedience? What are your thoughts on it in this particular context? Will it be necessary? Is that the only way out? Seriously, earnestly, that's like I think, I think peaceful, peaceful civil disobedience, peaceful non compliance is always an important uh, tool <clears throat> in a. A 
you're gonna have to go to your phone. You're gonna have to go to your phone. An anti of toolbook or tool set. Why? You're gonna you gotta get off your Wi Fi. You gotta get on your phone's Wi Fi or something. Am I still freezing? Yeah. It's just like intermittent freezing. Like I can't even tell I'm freezing. Yeah, it's intermittent freezing. Let me reset my router. Just keep right. talking. Talk about Bitcoin stuff though. Okay. Just I will. I promise I will. Go go through the software. <laughs> okay, I'll go through the software. No, we're not going through the software updates. No. For updates. Okay, you go reset your router. I'm going to sit here and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about lacrosse. Lacrosse is a great sport. It's a, it's a great team building sport. You need to, you need to be able to, to think. It's a, it's a very cerebral sport. You need to know where the ball is on the field at any given point in time and where you are in relation to the ball and the man you may be defending or being defended by. Uh, it's a big spacing game. There's a lot of picks at play. There's communications key. If you want to learn how to communicate and talk to your teammates, lacrosse is a great sport for this. Okay. I think uh, it is a sport that demands a high degree of intellect. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to know where you are in relation to the ball. Uh, and now I will say the things now that I know that, Mar that Matt is, is in the middle of processing his, his router. Yeah, it's fucked up. We need civil disobedience. Like these people, fuck these people. <laughs> like, what? They want us to collect all this personal information on like if I sent fucking Bitcoin to Matt, they want me to text Matt and be like, all right, send me your social, send me your home address. Uh, how did you, how have you been making money? Like, um, and here's a 1099. Then they expect me not only to collect that data, go get a 1099 form. And fucking send it to him and like process it through the IRS. Are you kidding me? Fuck these people. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I think it needs to be, uh, we need to like lean into this. And I think civil disobedience is a good way to lean into this shit. We just talked about lacrosse for like, I was listening. Yeah. Uh, I had a backup Wi-Fi, but I wanted to be on this router. Okay. Um, do you know? Do you know the story of Peter Schiff's dad? I I do know there is a story to Peter Schiff's dad. I do not recall. It's something to do with Puerto Rico, doesn't it? Peter Schiff's dad. Yeah. He died in jail. Oh yeah, for tax evasion or something like that, right? He said it was against his constitutional protections to pay his taxes. Mm. Is that a warning? Just, it's a historical lesson. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm pro protest. I'm pro non-compliance and hey, obviously, I'm not saying civil don't disobedience, but I'm saying don't pay your taxes. Freaks should pay their taxes. Cause I'm not that, did I ever once say don't pay your taxes? I said the KYC AML compliance of that law <laughs> kind of based, not going to lie. It is based. He was that fucking stubborn to be like, I'm fucking not paying my taxes. I'll die in this prison. And Peter he Schiff, did. he's got strong blood in him. For some reason, he doesn't like Bitcoin. He's got, maybe it skips his generation. Peter Schiff, uh, Spencer Schiff, excuse me, uh, seems to have his, his grandfather's, uh, uh, yeah, Braj has a good advice. Speak to your accountants, freaks. Speak to your accountants. Are you an accountant, Braj? Do you want to be my accountant? I just, I just, like Marty, I think if, um, 
if we go down like a worst case scenario path in this country, there are going to be certain things and there already are certain things that you talk about at pubs and there's certain things you talk about live on air. Like you just. I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. Okay. I'm saying collecting. I was trying to dig into the absurdness of collecting the KYC AML data. Like takes, but like to send a Bitcoin transaction, you expect me to like get your social security. I know it's fucking completely untenable, but. Logic hasn't stopped bad regulation in the past, so it's still possible. God. And it like basically what it does is it creates like it, it, it base it basically criminalizes the, those kind of laws. Basically, criminalize any kind of private Bitcoin usage. Period. Yeah, that's what I mean. That was in Patrick's thread. Any type of coin join, like even like a Lightning Network transaction, like it's all. Yeah, I mean, like when you forward a payment on Lightning, you're supposed to. You know, we'll yeah. see. That's yeah. why this whole like cheering on politicians thing. Kind of not here for it. Yeah, well, how do we what do we do if we can't cheer on politicians? What do we do? I have. Uh, there's some there's some good news in the list we could talk about. Yeah, let's get to the good news. Well, before we get to the good news, talk how about that lightning what? jamming research piece. I liked it. Which one? The one Gleb's post or yeah, a- Gleb's post through Bitmex Research. Yeah, I mean, I like that we know more about jamming attacks. The solutions don't seem like optimal solutions at the end. They all come with privacy trade offs or costs. Right. So the idea is like if you're an attacker and you're trying to jam up someone's channels, you can lock up their capacity and you can lock up their forward payment slots by basically routing a payment through them that goes to one of your. God damn it, man. Oh, he might be gone this time, freaks. Might be gone. There he is. I'm so frustrated. I don't even know. Hey, hey, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna fight through this adversity. We we've done it before. We'll do it again. I was making a good point too. I think. I know you were. Um, but it just shows how young Lightning is. Like we haven't really had any kind of adversarial attacks yet. Yeah, exactly. So the jamming attack, like Matt said. A malicious actor could basically DDoS the channel and either they would basically send a transaction or a bunch of transactions that would either tie up the liquidity or the ability to send individual transaction because there's a limit on those. I believe it's like 483 um, and they would never finish the payment so they could just have it sitting there in the channel so it never, um, never completes and then nobody else can send sat to that channel while that attack is going on gleb um under the bitmax research blog uh wrote a very in-depth post on this explaining the attack and then the proposed solutions from himself antoine riard yos jaeger uh tina uh, nugent um libros beef had one in there i could be missing uh, a couple others uh they're all 
unique ways to try to fix this problem. But again, uh, I believe the best, at least to me, solution to this problem that was proposed was a combination of roast beefs solution and Antoine and Gleb solution, which would uh, come with like a tokenized reputation system and then like a staking mechanism as well. Is that correct? Do you think that was like the best of the options? Yeah, I wonder if like fidelity bonds could be like a thing here. We were talking about that in the Arbed Out episode. Yeah. But I think ultimately it's a denial of service attack, right? And like the idea is is if if you're like competing on routing fees and you're trying to be a profitable routing node, um, other routing nodes are incentivized to try and, you know, denial of service you uh, to jam you up right so that they get the routing fees instead of you um so i think this kind of stuff you know like i i appreciate all the adversarial work that's being done by you know these guys you know gleb and um antoine but ultimately like i feel like changes won't be made until attacks start happening like that's always been my thesis with Bitcoin as you know, why I love Bitcoin is just because it's, it gets more robust as it gets attacked, but lightning just hasn't been getting attacked. So like it needs to get attacked first before it gets more robust. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But even if it does get attacked, it seems like they're trying to front run these attacks and the solutions to preventing these attacks are don't seem optimal, at least to me. Like, what do you think about the trade-offs proposed and all the solutions? But like, it's one thing to, theoretically come up with solutions is another thing to actually have uh you know like the protocol teams implement them mm -hmm. and roll them out right and is there enough desire to actually roll them out if there's no attacks yeah that's a good point but again let's say there was an attack and these were the solutions on the table he even seems to say that they're not like ideal yeah I don't know, like a lot of it's above my pay grade, Marty. Do you think do you think they're ideal solutions? I mean, he says they're not. His no. conclusion was basically like this is a problem. Yeah. I mean, you have a you have a, you have a combination like the solution that, again, what I deem to be the optimal solution was the combination solution that he he wrote about in the end. And that would create like a tokenized reputation system which would deprecate uh privacy to a certain degree and then you like have to pay to send transactions so similar to a fidelity bond but not exactly but it's like if you're if you're even if you're an honest actor and you're sending a, a transaction over a lightning network that fails you're still paying for that so it's like the eth gas situation where they they pay for gas even if their transaction fails and you've been it's shooting horrible ux and just probably enters like there's all these other attacks that could happen because of it right yeah yeah um wouldn't the jammer need a lot of funds? No, you don't need a lot of funds. It seems like they don't. If, like you can take up the whole channel liquidity with a lot of funds or just like the capacity to send individual transactions, which there's a limit on again, it's like 483 transactions. So the whole like, point is it's not even a real payment. So you're not even, I don't even think you're locking up funds. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem great. It doesn't. We're gonna link to the blog post in the show notes. Yeah, feel free to go read the blog post. Hopefully, we there's more discussion around it. Yeah, I wrote about it in the bet yesterday. Um, yeah, it's uh, hey, growing pains, growing pains. Hoping that uh, 
we figured out a way to fix it um, beyond the solutions that were put in that blog post. Uh, the largest bank in Australia is going to add Bitcoin payments. They're doing it the right way, too. They're going to allow their customers to take it off, off the bank. Are they? I believe so. Well, that'd be great. I mean, supposedly, I'm talking to some Aussie freaks I know. It is like a big deal. Like They are, in fact, the largest bank, Commonwealth Bank. Six over six million clients, six and a half million customers to buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin. So when I hear hold Bitcoin, that's me making an assumption. Yeah, well, um, that's, when they say hold, that's not a safe assumption. Yeah, it's unclear whether customers will be able to withdraw their Bitcoin. My guess is they're not allowed. They're not going to let withdraw. Um, which is fine. I mean, people shouldn't use it. You know, like you shouldn't buy Bitcoin from your bank. But it's 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 great for a reputation, you know. It it definitely is an endorsement of Bitcoin in in Australia. Yeah, I would agree. A major endorsement. I would agree. Um, shout out to the Australian bank. You know, it's a it's a it's a prison in the ocean, an open air prison in the ocean. At least they're going to be able to buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin on the exchange <laughs> in their bank. In their bank. Uh, I'm sure the bank won't do anything unethical yeah. with it. Yeah, you'll be able to trade. You'll be able to trade Bitcoin uh, in your in your concentration camps over there in, in, in Australia. Yes. Yeah. They, hey, you'll have that. You won't have autonomy over your body or the the right to move, but you'll be able to buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin with uh, Australia's largest bank. Take that win, you Australian freaks. Um, we already talked about all the mayors accepting Bitcoin there and Rogers as well. Navajo Nation is mining Bitcoin. I really How cool was that video? So cool. Shout out to Will Foxley and the team at Compass. Disclaimer, sponsored the pod. Um, really cool video. I mean, this is like... I, um, love to see it. Love to see it. And like, it's if you're in the mining industry, particularly in North America, in the oil and gas industry, Great American Mining, um, some of the uh, deployments that that we had in the field were on Terra land on uh, native lands. And it's like, they've got a lot of natural resources. And it's one, um, one thing that like, I think mining should be pervasive throughout, throughout um, the native lands in the U S there's a lot in Oklahoma, um, the Navajo nations mining, obviously already we got North Dakota, South Dakota, that whole area of the country has a shit ton of natural resources, a lot of which is on these native lands and they should be mining Bitcoin. I think it'd do wonders to, to help pull them out of uh, poverty and, and, and I want to say despair, but uh, pretty fucked up what's happened to them throughout the last couple hundred years. Um, I don't know if I'm correct here, but like one of the takeaways I took away from the video was that there's like some fucked up agreement about how, the yeah, land they can't own land well like what's underneath the land like the mineral resources right. they technically don't own i believe they have some mineral rights but but that's why they're using solar is because like they can just put solar panels on top of the land and like they can extract value that way because they have so much sun yeah i don't know if i if if that was the correct takeaway but like that's kind of what the video insinuated yeah, mineral rights is a is a tricky subject. It's different from state to state, um, county to county. 
but if they do own minerals, and I think they do own some coal, um, they should be mining Bitcoin that. Again, yeah, it was my only knock. Like, they're using solar. Um, they should be using denser energy sources. But, but if, they, if they don't own the fucking coal... Yeah. Or the if, I don't know if there's gas underneath there or anything, but if they don't if they don't own the resources, but they're able to extract via solar, then that's a perfect use case for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's I'm like just an end to... around on the bullshit agreement. Yeah, and I'm happy to see that they're mining. Happy to see they're getting into Bitcoin. I'm hoping it does good things for them. Anything else you want to add to that? Nah, I, it was it was just an awesome. Awesome story. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Made more, me happy. More awesome stories. Uh, African Bitcoin startup uh, Chipper Cash raises $150 million. I believe that was led by FTX. Yep. I'm there. Um, and they've, that's I a pretty popular like African app. remittance Bitcoin company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Chipper Cash, an African cross-border payments company, that raised $150 million Series C round, an extension round. Uh, this was only a couple months after raising $100 million. Um, Trying to look for valuation here. Now that we're VCs, we have to look for the value valuation. Valuation slightly above two billion. I know you're getting triggered by that. <laughs> I already knew the valuation though. <laughs> but fuck venture capitalists. Uh, so this is uh this is great to see. Uh, it seems like a very popular app down there too. Yeah, I mean, I never, I like, they were like kind of on my radar. Did. They like Twitter integrated with them, right? They're about to integrate with the tip jar on, on Twitter. That's where I heard about them like a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going. Um, it's happening, baby. It's global too. It's really cool to see the Bitcoin startups popping up in the developing world, you know, Latin America, Africa. Yeah. Um, makes, makes my heart warm. It's global, baby. It's global. It should be expected. It should be expected. Not only should it be expected, I, again, I said this when the Ibex Mercado guys were on too. Like, I think we're going to, here in the Western world, going to be uh, slightly surprised. I don't think I am, but I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at how much innovation happens from these parts of the world as opposed to like the Western parts. I think they're actually going to build Bitcoin services the, the correct way and the self-sovereign way because they have to. I think we'll see some of the most interesting tools come out of uh, African nations, South America, uh, South American countries, um, Southeast Asia. I think I think that's where we'll see a lot of the innovation around the tech stack of Bitcoin, particularly using it in a self-sovereign fashion. Especially if the laws get worse here. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the laws are going to get worse here. We're not going to talk about civil disobedience, though. It's a... Uh, not allowed. On the shout outs. Marty, I will never stop you from talking about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. I know, I know. Just uh, on like rabbit hole recaps being played in courtrooms. <laughs> so, you, so you sat there and you just let him speak like this? You're culpable. You're, you're an accomplice to, to common sense and critical thinking. Uh, one shout out this week. Hey, I had to read what's put in front of me. I may not agree with it, but uh, here it is. Fuck Ted Cruz, no matter what. Somebody does not like Ted Cruz. They decided to spend 50, 50 sats, 
50 bucks, excuse me, $50. worth of sats. $50, 50 cuck bucks worth of sats to let the world know that fuck Ted Cruz no matter what. I don't know why my internet's not doing well. Maybe your internet's not doing well and it's my connection to you. I got that two gig fiber, bro. My internet's fine. Don't try and blame it on... <laughs> Maybe they tap the lines. I have fiber here. That's <laughs> what so I was just going to say. They probably they try, probably try to throttle throttle your lines over there. Well, because I'm connected to you, and then you're broadcasting out, right? Don't blame it on me. Stop trying to blame it on me. The freaks have, have <laughs> corroborated that my, my <laughs> clear, uninterrupted. Uh, yeah, but I'm not saying I'm not the one who's freezing, but I'm connecting to you, and then you're streaming it out. Yes. Well, that shouldn't affect no, because your your video is like recording locally. No, it isn't. Then sending it to me. Yes, it is. It's not. I'm not freezing locally. I'm my in, like the internet connection between me and you is freezing up. Yeah. I've been on calls all day. I haven't had a fucking single stability issue. And then we go live here and fucking it's just nonstop. Nonstop. Third world country over here. You are still in New York and it is going that way. So um, well, not for long. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just asked, how much is a shout out in sats? Well, this shout out was purchased on Halloween. Again, the shout out was fuck Ted Cruz no matter what. Don't agree with it. Uh, it was 81,189 sats. That's how much it cost. Paid over the Lightning Network. Do you know who sent us the payment? Nope. No well, idea. We, we got to send him a form. <laughs> right? Fuck. No, or does he have to send me a form? Are they supposed to collect my data? I think that's the way it goes. It's frozen again. It says internet, not mine. I think you're both. I think the receiver. You're saying it's the receiver? Oh, man. Oh, he's not going to be happy. I think it's the. You, while you're complaining about not hearing me. I turned off my video. Are you good? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. I heard you that whole time, too. What was I saying? Well, like I heard you say, like, oh boy, he's frozen again, or something like that. This is, is freaks is going to be one of those. RHRs where we, we stop recording, we stop streaming, and Matt's like, God damn. 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 That's why you just gotta move to Austin. We do this in person. You should just move wherever I'm moving. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we, 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 you had a good recruiting trip. Don't lie. You liked it down here. I saw, I saw your face. Uh, there was a, a look of content throughout the duration of your of your visit to to Austin, Texas. 
I'm frozen. I can't respond. <laughs> All right. We'll um we'll move on to software updates. Mercury Wallet version 0.4.45 has been released. BTC Pay Server version 1.3.1 has been released as well. Electris version 0.9.2 has been released. Nix Bitcoin version 0.0.57 has been released. You had the Nix team on, or yeah, Nickler on at least uh, on Tuesday. How was that conversation? Yeah, so Nickler is the lead maintainer of Nix Bitcoin. And then I had uh, one of the contributors on as well. Vic. Vic's a legend. Yeah, he's awesome. It was a good conversation. It was a really good conversation. Everyone should consider trying out Nix Bitcoin and listening to the dispatch. Yeah, I've the dispatch on my um on my queue only because the comments on that there's there's been a few but they all been like holy shit this is really good um the uh it was a very technical deep dive from what I can tell from the comments um but very good very good rip um from the freaks that's what the freaks are saying and I'm gonna listen to it Sparrow Wallet version one point five point two has been released running that consider updating rust lightning version 0.0.103 has been released c lightning version 0.10.2 wasabi wallet version 1.1.13.0 phoenix version 1.4.19 and key version 1.0.6 and hexa wallet version 2.0.0 have been released did i just lose you temporarily matt odell not me freaks Matthew. I've been reported to the Great Oak Tree Foundation for abusing trees. I don't know why you're going to report me to the Great Oak Tree Foundation. Uh, this is a pecan tree. Austin's known for its pecan trees. This is a pecan tree, not an oak tree. Odds of a Bill Clinton, Queen Elizabeth death combo deal. Hmm. Isn't Bill Clinton like uh, in the hospital for like cesspits or something like that? Okay, I'm on the hotspot now. Okay, he's on the hotspot. Turn your mic up. All right, he's back. No promises. No promises. Mic is up. All right, there we go. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about the Bill Clinton Queen Elizabeth that combo deal? I am not going to speculate on any former heads of state or current heads of state deaths. Bill Clinton, uh, maybe try to roll them out. Hillary, Hillary's list may grow. Um, this was cool news. Disclaimer, response to the pod. Compass Mining, they uh, are looking to double their capacity, their hosting capacity with a new deal up in Canada. They're partnering with Red Jar Digital to build out some more infrastructure uh, to, to have some hosting facilities that they'll have more control of uh, up in Ontario. I believe it's like 140 megawatts. Yeah. Adding a hundred their capacity. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's not online yet, right? Like it's going to take, yeah, it's got to be built out. Um, big step. Ba, 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 ba. Let me see. Yeah. I can't find the, uh, uh focus on green mining. Get that shit out of there. Wet. Uh, it's 20 year partnership agreement. It's using hydro. Yeah, 
focus on green energy. What is green energy, Matt? Can you describe it to me? Can you define it for me? Uh, that sounds like a fucking trap. Just I'm curious. It's like this term that came out of nowhere. Like, what is green energy? It's been a narrative that's been spinning for a while now. Yeah. Oh, that's a good topic. What'd you think about like the COP26, whatever that big climate meeting where all the heads of states flew? They all flew their <laughs> private jets over. To fucking LARP at us. He had fucking Greta Thunberg in the streets screaming, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she's, she's clinging on to that blah, blah, blah speech. Uh, it's getting a little old, Greta. It's getting a little old. Um, the hypocrisy, Canada is going to move 100% off oil and gas. Uh, the U.S. probably won't be far behind. And now we have Biden coming out, and he's blaming Russia and OPEC for our, our natural gas and oil problems here in the United States because they're, they're being stingy. They're, they're raising prices. It's not the fact that we shut down the shale industry and new mineral leases on federal lands. It's Russia's fault. Well, it's always easy to blame someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Are you learning that lesson today? What? It's always, is it my Wi-Fi problem? I, you know, I, it, obviously, if it doesn't freeze again, and I'm using fucking like two bars of cell internet, then it is it is clearly my issue. I was just I was just speculating. Okay, okay, speculations. Okay, speculations. Okay. Um, what do you think about the compass mining stuff? I mean, it's good. I mean, that's been. I think it's massive. That's their biggest fucking issue is that they have no capacity. Yeah. And I think this gives them more control over the capacity that they do have. Um, I think it's right, more- we saw from like the blockware situation. You don't want to just like add capacity places if you can't actually secure that capacity long term. Yeah. Then you have a complete clusterfuck on your hands if you lose that capacity. Yeah, it should be the goal. Of mining is to vertically integrate as much as possible. Ideally, from the energy source, you're never going to vertically integrate to the ASIC level. I don't think, um, but energy source, electricity generation, mining infrastructure that leverages that energy infrastructure, um, the energy generation, excuse me, and at a certain scale too, you could very vertically integrate to the pool level um, and beyond, um, which I think personally, having been in the mining industry for the last few years is somebody figures that out and is able to execute on that is going to win massively uh, over the next three decades. Well, isn't that like kind of what like these large public miners are doing? No, because like they're a marathon all... or something. No, because I don't think they're hosting. Marathon's hosting with a lot of people. They're not building their own infrastructure. It's like a blockware situation. But they have their own pool, right? Yeah, they have their own pool. So yeah, so they're integrated at the other end of the state. So they don't actually own their own warehouses. I don't believe so. No. I think there's like a big public announcement. They're hosting a lot of their stuff with Northern Data um, most recently. Did you see that Blockstream released their seventh tranche of, such a weird word, tranche, tranche? Tranche, tranche, right. Of their mining token? I did not. Their mining security token? <laughs> you, put, uh, you put Vic on the spot at a, uh, maybe, God, at a, at a gathering. I mean, it's cloud mining, right? 
I don't know. I, honestly, I'm not well versed enough. How is that now cloud mining? I mean, yeah, it seems like it, but I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like I know the mechanics of the particular product well enough to deem it a hundred percent worthy being called cloud mining. It does seem like it though. To a certain I mean, I'm skeptical of hosted mining to begin with where technically you own your own ASICs, like what Compass does, where you own your own ASICs, but they're hosting it for you. I mean, I would say that's better than buying like a security token. And then I would say that's better than buying like uh, mining stocks. And then the best is just to hold the hardware yourself and mine yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything in Bitcoin, trade-offs, spectrums. Um, ideally, you want to have your your ASIC mine yourself. Um, if you can do that, you should do it. But no, it does come with risk. You need to know the electrical infrastructure setup that you need to have ready for that miner. You need to know how to access the miner's IP and then point that stuff at a at a mining pool and all that and all that good stuff. So, if you're willing to take that risk and go through all that hassle, you should definitely do it at home. If you can, um, it's easier than I think. It's easier than people think. Yeah, I mean, especially today, there's so much. There's a an enormous amount of information, tutorials, uh, and other individuals doing it who are more than happy to help out. Shout outs to Econo Alchemist, uh, Big Kahuna, uh, Neil Ronin Miner, Ronin Diverter. There he is. Same. Um, same, uh, yeah, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of information and people willing to help out. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start self-mining as well. Speaking of self-mining, we don't have this. I got scanned with cloud mining. Someone's saying they got scanned with cloud mining. I got scanned with cloud mining. Yeah. I don't even want to think about how much I lost on that shit. Which one was it? Giga, whatever in Washington. No, no, it was earlier than that. Okay. It was back in the heyday of cloud mining in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. When like there was like a million cloud mining providers. Wasn't Big Vern one of the biggest? We had Ghash was one of them, but it wasn't Ghash. I don't even remember. I just tried to hide it from my memory. <laughs> Trying to pigeonhole it. <laughs> yeah. Memory hole it. Excuse me, memory hole it. Um. Yeah, what's old is new again. Marty, which brand of lacrosse stick did you rock? Uh, the Brian Offset Edge is the goat. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I was a defender, so I rocked an edge. I did, um, but I would use a uh, I'd use a warrior shaft, but the edge head. Um, G hash, lol. So maybe eh, it's actually funny. Uh, I mean. I was talking to my brother about mining last week and we were going over 51% attacks. And so like, hey, this is probably a good lesson for any of you freaks who may be newer to Bitcoin. Uh, BTC pins uh, is asking Ghash question mark, LOL. Ghash was a large mining pool. They also tried to offer cloud mining services at one point, I believe in 2014 or 2015. They were innovative cloud mining because you could trade your hash to other people. They had like a liquid hash market. Yeah. It was very uh, innovative at the time. And they had over 50%. 
Well, that's what that's the lesson I was gonna glean. Like everybody's like, oh, fifty-one percent of tax are like, just, like Bitcoin's gonna die. Like, what if pools get uh, all that hash rate? Ghash is a perfect example. And again, 2014, 2015, they amassed, I believe, fifty-five percent of network hash rate. Um, Peter Todd famously sold a bunch of Bitcoin because it happened. He sold fifty uh, percent of his Bitcoin allegedly. Yeah, that's what he told us. Um, and uh, people are freaking out like, "Gee, hash going to fifty-one percent the net attack." They the did. Net. They double spent a couple times. Did they? They were attacking like gambling services. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, anyway, the word got out, and miners quickly, individual miners on Ghash, completely left the pool. Well, the danger was so, like Ghash was both a pool and a cloud miner, so obviously all the hash that was cloud mining hash couldn't move. But that was only like 40% of their total hash rate. And then the remaining well, 60% were other miners that were pointed at their pool because they had very low fees. If no, They might have even had no fees just to get their hash up. Yeah. And they made their money on the cloud mining. So those miners left and then they dropped below 50% pretty quickly. Yeah. And they, but the, the pool died <laughs> quickly after they attained 55% of the hash rate. They came out and they were like trying to do damage control. Like we'll make sure we'll never go over 40% of the, the network hash rate, which I don't even know how that's possible. Um, anyway, people move quickly. People reacted, individual miners. A lot of people like to think of miners as these passive entities that'll, that'll just mindlessly point their hash at a pool and let the pool do whatever they want. But that, that was an instance early on in Bitcoin that proved uh, that seems not to be the case. Individual miners are buying miners and securing the network because they care about the network and if they see that a pool i don't even want to say that ghash was acting nefariously i think it was just a, a product of their own success um put well, if matt's claims they were acting nefariously they were spending then yeah like look uh, it up it's out there don't trust verify uh, i never knew the double spending thing because they attacked like they were they intentionally were attacking like gambling sites because there was less uh and zero there'd be less outcry than if they attacked like an exchange or something uh, that makes sense rest in peace ghash or oh. rest oh rest in hell excuse me what rest did you in chaos is that like a is that an expression rest in the seventh layer of hell um i'm very interested to get your take on this Facebook dumping face recognition. You know, it's good news. I don't, you know, I think the damage is already done. They already have a massive database. Um, do I actually believe that they're just getting rid of face recognition going forward? Like I find that hard to believe, but a large public surveillance company pushing away from facial recognition is obviously a win. That yeah. is like a massive, massive win that I never expected in a million years. Um, Claiming to have deleted one billion. Yeah, they they're saying they're deleting their database, so right. that's good. What do you think's going on with Facebook? They're uh, pivoting to Meta. You think Zuck's having like a? Well, the Meta thing is like I mean the name the name is fucking ridiculous, uh, but. And it's really sad because I love Snow Crash. So like this whole like co-opting of metaverse and it's not just with them, like the shit corners are doing it too. It's just, it like kills my in inner child. You know, like it really hurts me deep inside. 
Yeah. Um, but the rebrand makes complete sense, right? Facebook has a horrible image. They have a horrible PR problem. So they don't want to roll out new products under the Facebook name. So they need a new name and then put Facebook underneath it. And that's what they did. It's like, uh, what was that like private awesome. army company that like changed like uh, Blackwater? Blackwater. <laughs> they changed their name like 10 times. Right. It's like the easiest thing you can do. If you have bad publicity, you just change your name. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I know that you're sad that the, uh, the metaverse meme, whether it be shit coins or Facebook, uh, is taking away from snow crash. But like, what do you think about like that whole, that whole meme? Uh, obviously they're co-opting it, but what do you think? Like Alex Leishman and I had a pretty, pretty long discussion about it on the episode that we dropped yesterday. Like, do you think we're heading towards like a VR future? Do you want? I think like virtual, virtual worlds that feel like reality are going to happen. Is that good? No. <laughs> uh, but they're gonna happen. Like the thing is, like once you're able to make it really feel like reality, like most people are in a shit. You know, like what makes reality reality is like pain and suffering and, you know, actually putting in effort. So if you give people the ability to basically opt out of that and only choose the good things. And for that to feel like reality to them, there's going to be a huge subset of the population that's just going to choose like the incentives just get borked. And like there's going to be a huge percentage of the population that's going to just choose to opt out and like live in a virtual paradise for, for their life and not be productive members of society. There is no easy solution to that. Like, I don't know what the solution is, I think, but I think, I think it's going to happen. So right? it's just weird. Um, hopefully that's like a 20 year, 30 year, 40 year problem. So we could deal with that when the time comes. I know like I will not be doing that and my children will not be doing that. Um, thing I worry about, like, I will not be doing it. Like, I want to, I want to, like, very much make sure my children don't do it. <laughs> but you already kind of see, like, the fringe stuff, right? So, like, I can't imagine raising a kid right now. You haven't really hit the hard, the in terms of this, you haven't hit the hard part yet with with your son because, like, if if you send him to school, like, the whole social media thing. It's just really, really fucked up. Yeah. And there's no like easy solution because you don't want them to be like an Amish person and just have no technology because then they're completely ill-equipped in this, in this world right now. Right. Like they, uh, the Amish are faring pretty well. No, I, I, <laughs> they definitely handled COVID very well, but um, I just, I, you, you can't go no computer, no technology route. Right. That seems like a non-starter, but at the same time, you can't do like unrestricted social media, virtual stuff. Yeah. Because that's just like a huge can of worms. I don't even know, like there's no long-term studies on that or anything, but it can't be good. Yeah. Um, so we're already starting to hit the, that fringe elements with the younger generations. But when uh, the big thing is like, if you can make sex, like feel like real sex in a virtual world, without any pain aspects or effort aspects or suffering aspects that the real world has people are just like, gonna 
we're sure. gonna have we're gonna have so many people that are just gonna fucking opt out. They're yeah. just gonna they're gonna well, get in the pod and they're just gonna live on the tube in the pod and they're just not gonna come out for like months at a time. I mean, there's and there's so that's just gonna be a major fucking issue. And I don't I do not pretend to have the solution to that. No, neither do I. I mean, there's so many movies that predicted it. What was the one with Sylvester Stallone from the nineties? Like they literally put the helmet on. They don't have physical sex. They like have mental sex, and they both exactly. Um, they both uh, climax. Uh, you have uh, Inception. Like that whole movie's about escaping. It's not necessarily a virtual world. You escape into your own mind, but you could argue that. Yeah, the VR Demolition Man. Thank you. Um, that's the movie. Ah, uh, yes. Very good movie. Um, Wesley Snipes isn't in that. Sandra Bullock. Well, I guess we can confirm that it was my internet that was the issue. So I'll give you that, Marty. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I literally have one bar on my phone. <laughs> it has better internet than my fucking fiber to this house. So. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're getting breaking news from uh, 03 Jan 09. Uh, Bitcoin Magazine is reporting the Cash App generated $1.82 billion of Bitcoin revenue in Q3. What did, of, what did it do in Q2? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Less, I assume. Uh, no, what about Q2 would be April to June, April, May, and June. Price had uh, started falling in like early April, right? What the price? Yeah. Yeah, because the, like it bottomed out like around the conference, which was June, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then you would expect it to increase quarter on quarter. Who knows? It's just, I mean, historically that chart's just like up and to the right. The chart of cash app revenue. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this metaverse shit, this VR world shit freaks me out. But it's going to happen. Yeah. Is it though? Well, yeah, that's like, it's gonna fucking happen, dude. Well, that's what like Alex and I were talking about. Like, it's, it's this weird form of escapism combined with nihilism. And like, is that like why are people escaping? Because life is it's shitty. Nihilism, right? Yeah, nihilism, nihilism. I say nihilism. Oh. I went. I took five years of Latin. That's how they teach you how to pronounce it. <laughs> fucking. You took five years of a dead language. Yeah. Priorities. I well, I went. To, I went to a high school. I had to take six years of language. I wound up okay, fair enough. Latin in eighth grade, four years of Latin in high school. And I wound up taking seven years of language. I took three years of Spanish, too. Um, but again, it's escapism combined with nihilism that I think, like, if we truly do believe that fix the money, fix the world is uh, in earnest. Uh, goal and is an earnest solution or an earnest end to if Bitcoin succeeding in a Bitcoin standard. I mean, maybe that escapism and nihilism is, is reduced significantly because people have a purpose and the ability to actually do things in this physical world. I like to think that at least. But it's still going to happen. <laughs> yeah, to a degree. I don't like does it get to Ready Player One? Does it get to... Yes. Okay. You think it gets that bad? Yeah, of course. Like, how is that not going to happen? Now my camera's like fucked up. Because we're fixing the money. Why are we here? Why do we do Bitcoin? I, I think there'll be like pockets of, you know, people that are not. But 
I mean, look at all the people with like Apple watches on right now and Alexa's in their home and like Google homes in their home and ring devices where like every person that walks in and out of their home is on camera and goes straight to Amazon servers. Like what part of that gives you hope that they're not all going to plug into to this perfect world? The world will be perfect in the virtual reality. We'll get, uh... There'll be no pain. You will get all the best things without any of the bad things. And all you have to do is load it up with sats. You know, and you can stay there for as long as you like. You know what's gonna happen? All of us who aren't in the virtual world, we're gonna we're gonna just gonna go around reminding the people in the metaverse that pain exists. We're just gonna just start hitting them with bats as they lay in their fucking pod. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'll probably be those kind of situations where like pods get raided and stuff by by like bands of savages. They'll like call us savages and shit mad max savages uh, i don't know i just i find it like i don't think the metaverse shit that like the shit corners are peddling right now is what's going to happen but i do think like snow crash metaverse ready player one you know metaverse type things like that's going to happen like it's going to fucking happen man. and that's why like it's important that we get land right now <laughs> just like opt out of that um I don't think it's going to happen. And we're, we're fortunate that we're in America, right? Because, like, if you talk to, like, the Europeans, there's, like, no land available over there. Like, they're amazed when you tell them, like, the price you can get 200,000 square meters for here. Um, so we're very lucky to have that, to have massive amounts of land with resources and whatnot. And we need to take advantage of that as Americans. Like, there's a lot of negatives as americans but there's also a lot of positives and we got to take advantage of the positives yeah i mean and the negatives mainly revolve around the federal government that we're forced to be subjected to and the cities and the cities the, the dense areas yeah. yeah speaking of i mean the matrix another movie i didn't mention watched it last night again uh my wife has not seen it until last night she was like throughout the whole movie she's like oh my god they're describing Bitcoin. Like she didn't realize that like red pill, blue pill came from the matrix and all that. It was, it was, it was cute to watch her. Fucking classic. No. Yeah. I'm jealous. She got to watch that for the first time. Yeah. It's crazy going back and watching it. Uh, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I don't think. Um, like I don't think the matrix is going to happen. No, I don't need totally. I totally think that there's going to be like, buildings filled with pods like in major cities where people just like get in a pod they load it up with sats and then they can just get transported into any virtual world they want to get transported in and just live a life that they could only wish that they could live in 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 the real world and they're just gonna fucking do it and they're just gonna opt out i hope none of my and i think like it's weird right because as like a freedom maximalist, like that's well within their right. You know, like I, if they want to do that, they should do that. Like, I don't think we should have like regulations saying you can't, you know, spend a straight year in a pod in a virtual world. Um, but I would never fucking do that. It's a very, it's a slippery, it's like drugs, you know, 
Yeah. Jack Black. Um, famous actor has hopped in and said, Matt, you're basically describing Japan. They're one step away from it. Pods, virtual reality, and sexless culture. Yeah, wait till the tech catches up. Like, the tech is just not there yet. Yeah. That is, like, that is, we've talked about it. I don't think us direct. But I do think they'll pay with sats. <laughs> so, like, it aligns what's, with that, at least. What's the total addressable market of the metaverse in sats? It's massive. You know, people will pay good good sats to sit in that pod and, you know, have like, sex. have sex with supermodels on, on a beach with no rain. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, am I just a Luddite? Am I a Luddite? We're all going to be called Luddites for being against this idea. Yeah. <laughs> what if the pods are just like in the streets? You see people with their VR goggles on. They're just like... Well, there's going to be like different levels. Like, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, Ready like, Player One was good about this. Uh, the book, not the movie. But like, there's like different... There'll be like different levels, right? Like the the rich will have like the high quality pods and then like the poors will try and, you know, get in as as well as they can get in, right? And there'll be all these like hacky solutions that are super cheap. Yeah. It is weird though. You have like all these movies predicting all this shit. We are the boomers now. Freddy Player One and movies and books, Snow Crash, um, Demolition Man. Yeah, all my knowledge comes from sci-fi. Well, like it's like that. That's like a thing that's been the Matrix. That's been like eating at me recently. Like, how, how do they? Like, are these people just? Is are they warnings or are they predictions? They're both, and they right? and we only remember the stuff that came out that was like correct. Yeah, right? like there was a lot of you know. But there was there's no flying cars. Like I don't know. Yeah, like, it'll be a while. I think people will be in pods. You know, having sex on the beach before flying cars. Like, I, that's a good point. There's some confirmation bias. And like, there's no like Star Trek teleporters or whatever. Like, you're like, we are so far away from teleporters. I don't, we may never get there because everyone will just be in the pods. So, yeah. 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 Like, that's the other thing. Like, how many generations of, of pod people? I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Oh, they're saying you're muted. They can't hear you either. Can you hear me, freaks? Did I finally win one? Did I win this? They can hear Matt, but they can't hear Marty. I am the host now. I fucking won. There we go. Finally. Yeah, but so we're going to, we're just, I guess I'll just keep talking. Hopefully Marty will join back in soon. Um, I apologize, Freaks, for all the technical difficulties we've had on this episode. Um, obviously, we wish we weren't having them. I'm adding Marty back right now. Yeah, this was a big win for me. I agree. <laughs> Big win. 
Yeah, me and the freaks are are just talking about how I needed this win in this episode. This was a good one. This is a good one for you. I literally uh, couldn't hear you for about 30 seconds, but I was trying to troubleshoot on my side without admitting it. <laughs> well, what I was getting, I think I was getting at something. I think I was getting at something pretty profound. Like how many generations of pod life dwellers before the human civilization dies out? Um, like, are they going to make these people fuck in real life? Well, there's, what's that? So there's a couple books. Uh, I like mix up all my sci-fi. Uh, Fahrenheit 451, I think. Mm-hmm. And The Giver, where they have... The Giver, yeah. You like, you, you assign the reproducing people, right? So like you break up the family unit and then you have like certain people are in charge of providing sperm certain people are provided are 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 giving birth and you like kind of engineer like a base population (laughs) control like a base reproduction target and then everyone else lives in the pod so like you you give you like have as the, the amount of kids you're supposed to have per the state and then you go in retirement in your pod and then the next batch this sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we need to fucking. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just I know, saying. I know, like, you're I describing like... it. Uh, what are we doing, freaks? What are we doing here? What are we doing, humanity? Humanity beyond the freaks. What are our goals? Where are we going? I certainly don't want to live in the pod life. I want to live in the ocean. You want to live in the ocean? We'll, we'll I, want have, be, like, I want to be in the lives. ocean a lot. I want to be able to. They're gonna make it so good that I can taste the salt water, aren't they? Yeah, in the pods, you'll have perfect waves the whole time. Mm. You could you could surf the biggest waves without any risk of injury, but like if you hurt yourself, you'd feel it until you got out of the pod. So like you'd get the best of both worlds. Uh, are we in a pod now? Like that's no. another. That's we're another. Not. If what we if were in a pod, pod right now, we'd have good internet connection and audio. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or maybe that's like maybe it's an evil pod where it's like just terrible enough to make you believe you're not in. <laughs> yeah, it's well engineered. Does pod. Bitcoin even exist? It's only in your mind, bro. Do I even exist? Do you exist? Now we're getting. Yeah, I think I exist. I do too. I think therefore I am cogito ergo suum. There's some Latin for you. Uh, we're rambling now. I like this ramble though. I like talking about these existential topics every once in a while. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this topic. Yeah. It is weird to think about. I mean, I think we have to like start thinking about it. Like, people are starting to push us in this direction. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like it got hastened because of all the lockdowns. Yeah. Right? So people were already like, don't go to the office, right? Don't socialize with people do everything virtually the tech just isn't there but the mindset is yeah already getting there right like uh people the the majority of facetime they have with people is through facetime yeah right? yeah fuck all right here's to uh here's to fighting against the pod life I know. Yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm I'm pro non-compliance on the pod thing. I am as well. I'll say that publicly. <laughs> uh, 
it's how fucked up is it that I can't even say like civil disobedience in the face of tyranny is a good thing. I just like if we if if Matt, I understand. I understand. If the U.S. government turns proper authoritarian, then past comments could be used against us. Yeah, that's why you need to get your ass down to Texas. Okay. I mean, it'll still be <laughs> it would still be broadcast. That doesn't change that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna win, freaks. I'm optimistic. Look at the sun. Look at this real vitamin D. This real. Yeah, more authoritarian, as BGC Penn said. That's yeah. the correct framing. They're very authoritarian. I mean, we're just locked in our houses. But for... I mean, like I saw that at like HRF, right? Like at the Oslo Freedom Forum in Miami. You know, like guys getting thrown in jail for drawing the wrong piece of artwork that someone didn't like. You know, thrown in jail 40 times, 50 times, doesn't know where his brother is. Like, life is short. Like, I... Like I would prefer not to go to jail. I'm not like trying to uh, be a martyr here. I'm, I'm just not trying to be a martyr either. Point, you know? It's crazy that we're thinking we're even martyrs. We could potentially be martyrs for saying like, hey, this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> I mean, you saw like that guy was a leftist or whatever, but you saw, I sent it to you. You saw yeah, what happened to him. That freaked me the fuck out. That like he didn't even do any, like he, he basically, I, I don't even know if I'm like, allowed it. to defend him. Describe it. So he was he was a yoga instructor. And it freaked me out because I said something somewhat similar. Way worse. Like I said the week the week before. Uh and he said something like we should like it was in Florida and it was something about like Trump supporters. He's like, we should go to the state building. And like protect the state building is what he yeah, said. That's all he said. He got sent to jail for like the Intercept wrote an article about it. Matt said it to me on a Saturday morning and ruined my I was day. like, Marty, you got to <laughs> I, like, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little frightened, you know? Yeah. We're public, we're public figures, for better or for worse. And uh, you know, I, I love this country and I, I just hope I hope I don't get fucked by it. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. Please don't fuck me, America. <laughs> Please. I have, I have a child. Plan to have more children. I have a child. <laughs> uh, oh, it is so fucked up. We had to worry about that. Yeah, this dude was just like, let's go protect the state building. Two days before, I was like, Bundy Ranch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a peaceful guy. I'm a peaceful, peaceful guy. Peaceful non-compliance. Peaceful non-compliance of tyrannical, corrupt laws. That's why I love Bitcoin. You know, that's why I love free open source software. Uh, I, you know, it, 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 it empowers individuals to peacefully non-comply. Yeah. Without yeah. broadcasting it on air. Yeah, we're, we're the ones broadcasting it on air. But it's like the Catch-22. Like, how do people know? Someone's got to fucking talk about it. Yeah. It's like a, and it's us. Were you freaks? Um, were you freaks like crowdfund bail money for us? <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to use like GoFundMe. We'd use BTC Pay server. Yeah, obviously we use BTC Pay server. Um, like I feel like if the shit corners got thrown in jail, they would totally just use GoFundMe and collect fiat. No, they just they just launched another token. <laughs> 
<laughs> just airdrop get out of jail token pre-mined <laughs> the goge token the goge uh it's the hottest token drop in years <laughs> let's be honest we can't shut up about it that's true it's, it's true. true yeah narwhal thank you thank you for uh <laughs> offering to hold matt's bitcoin in case he gets raided i know isn't that kind of him yeah yeah i appreciate that well you know i'm slowly building up my stack i I lost it all in a tragic fishing incident. Uh, it was funny. I lost mine today on a car ride over to the uh, the, the pleb labs. Shame. <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't even know. Hey, we had some technical difficulties in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I apologize, but I think, freaks, about that. I think we finished strong on these these heavy topics at the end. I'm not going to go into the metaverse. And are again, you at least like, are you, so like, okay, so there's a pod, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go into this pod, you pay sats, you go into the pod, you would get like the best waves you've ever had in your life. Would you go into it for like 30 minutes just to test it out? <sighs> I mean, I can't lie. I probably would, but it's a slippery slope. It is, but like, I don't know, like right now in my mind, I'm like, nothing can compare to the real thing. Like you need that threat of pain. Like, if you've ever been surfing, like in Costa Rica, I almost drowned. Actually in Jersey, I almost drowned like 2009. I think it was like Hurricane Dennis. I was you surfing. You drowned at the same beach as Murcia, right? Yeah. In, uh, in Playa Hermosa down in Costa Rica. But like, it may sound sadistic. Or like weird but like it's like part of surfing like the the, the battle with the ocean to know that you're alive and that you're mortal and that you're fallible that's like the part of the beauty of it and the humbling nature of surfing um jersey jersey was closer to death than, than costa rica it's like 2009 hurricane dennis i believe in like september yeah, i guess like the thrill stuff like the near-death thrill stuff will always be That'll be the last to go to the metaverse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like you need that death element as part of the thrill. Yeah. Um, or like you like race car driving. Yeah. Um, motorcycle riding. Uh what uh we have Narwhal Tacos wants us to talk about 1031. Like I have you listened to the the full episode we did on it? Like, do you have a question that's that wasn't covered there? Yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, we dropped it on Sunday. Matt and I have joined 1031. Um, yeah, we're here. We're Bitcoiners here to support Bitcoiners, building out the infrastructure that will lead to a Bitcoin standard. Uh, we'll be... Yeah, you, you heard it, Narwhal. I mean, that, we gave the we're like, we're like anti-VC VCs. Yeah. Giving our management fees to, to open source devs and projects. Um, yeah, Narwhal, we'd love to jump on a phone call. Let us know. Yes. Um, Marty, what if what if what if the pod could kill you? Would you do? Would it? Would then you have the thrill? No. I'm going to die. I want to die doing the real thing, not in the fucking pod, like a loser. Yeah. And who but was? Then you'd it? have the death thrill. 
one of the uh, I think it was like Zero Craft. You ever follow him on Twitter? I think he's a bit like neo reactionist or whatever. Um, he's a good follower. He he's had these um short stories that he wrote. He wrote one about the pod life, uh, but like a very uh a very dark short story about pods, like. And it really leans into like the desperation of modern society. Like there's a pod in the middle of this town. Um, but if you go into it, they like gas you and you die. And it's just like you, you euthanize yourself, but they make it very appe- appealing. Um, and you just always have that option to get into that pod and die. Like what's the difference with the other pods? Uh, just timing, right? You're, you're going to die in that pod if you get stuck in it for long enough. Um, I don't know. So that's like an assisted suicide pod. Exactly. Which aren't these pods too? At the end of the day, you're dying your natural death living in this virtual reality world. Yeah. I mean, I guess metaphorically, but like, I'm imagining like some people are going to like live in the fucking pod for like 50 years or something. Yeah. Imagine if like the, you had a solar flare on the earth. You've been in the pod for 50 years. Boom. You come out well, here. If those pods get like hacked or whatever, like people are going to be distraught. People are going to be so fucking weak. Physically weak. They're not going to have any vitamin D in there. I don't I like... feel like the rich people's pods will like physically like stimulate them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just leads to the matrix. It's a trap. Yep. Well, I I enjoyed this pod conversation. I do think uh, it's kind of inevitable. Uh, (laughs) I don't think uh, it's inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable. God, I hope it's not inevitable. Inevitable. It'll be so appealing to people. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I don't think it necessarily has to be inevitable for us. I just think it's going to be inevitable for a large portion of the population. Yeah. I'll pray for that large portion. It's a sad, sad existence. That's all I'll say. And I hope me, my wife, and my children never. Uh, well, I think we can control that. I don't think that's inevitable. Well, that's the thing you learn with kids. They have their own mind. But you have to be like financially secure enough that you can opt out, right? Because if you're not, then you're going to be at the whim of the powers that be. Yeah. So stack, stack as many sats as you possibly can. Please. Just to bring it back. <laughs> we'll end it on a Bitcoin note there, Matthew. Well, slow start, rough start, great ending. Yeah, the connection issues, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, um, we'll be doing it in person in no time when you move down here. So, Okay, Marty. Okay. Love you, freaks. Stay humble, stack sats. Peace and love, freaks. I can't find the recording button. We're still recording. We said we said our goodbyes. I can't. Oh, that's why. We're still live. You're you're the host now. Oh, I have I have to end it. Yeah, it's you. Did we stop recording though? No, you have to stop recording. Um, as well, I believe. Okay, stop recording. And now we got some.